Welcome back to Sixer Saturdays. It is Rob. We're here for Cinematic Saturdays, part two. I'm joined again by the fellowship in whole, at least for now. I'm with Jimmy Hutchinson, Ryan Crenny, and Michael Kenny. Jim, how are you? Uh, doing pretty well. The birds just won. I got to watch uh, Lord of the Rings today. It's a pretty good day today. Ryan? Yeah, feeling good. Eagles got a big win. Watched Two Towers twice this week, extended and non-extended editions. Mike? Doing well. Uh, got a watch-in for the Two Towers, rewatching earlier in the week. Um, I picked up Giannis in my 2K20 online association, so I'm there living large right now. I watched Two Towers over the last few nights, uh, I split them into two parts because when I watched The Fellowship of the Ring, it was the longest three and a half hours of my life. Even though I enjoyed the movie, it was brutal. It was grueling. It was a labor of love, which is what this podcast has turned into in terms of the preparation part of it because I've never prepared for any podcast in my life more than like a 10-minute run-through before, like the day of. But this, these movies are something um i i think you guys can do a better job of understanding it or of explaining what happened because i would ramble on a little bit like i did last time so anybody want to take like the just a recap of what happened yeah so basically we pick up fellowship is in three different parts i guess we have frodo and sam going off on their own then mary and pippin captured by the orcs and Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli chasing after those orcs with Merry and Pippin. Um, the, so we really have three different stories. Merry and Pippin eventually escaping into the forest with their tree beard um, storyline. Frodo and Sam picking up Gollum um, in one of the first scenes, I guess. Um, and he becomes their guide. And Aragorn, Gimli, and Legolas having, I guess, the most screen time of those three. Um, following the orcs meeting up with Gandalf the White, which I guess is the main reveal at the beginning of the movie. We could start off with that. Uh, the movie does open up with the um, shot of the mountain and there's the noise. I don't think you actually see again. They replay uh, Gandalf's death at the very yes. beginning. Yeah. So do you want to go through the whole movie or just start there? Uh, we could just start with Gandalf, I guess, if you want. So... To start off even before that, the first note that I had is how do they summit these mountains so easily? Like, I know they're actually quote-unquote old, but they're three feet tall. They have no shoes. They're just summiting these peaks. You're talking about Frodo like and it's Sam. Nobody's, yes, Frodo and Sam. Like, it's nobody's business. They can just – I don't understand that. That's the first thing. Is there? Is it, like, some mythical thing? Sam should have gotten them killed two minutes in when he drops his seasoning and he needs Frodo to catch it as if it's like the ring itself in this little casket thing, not casket box, case, whatever. Um, so how are they summoning these mountains so fast? Or do they, are we supposed to just overlook that? I guess you can overlook that. That's just like, okay. right, we've get, we've yeah, I don't, I don't think I it's always, like a major mountain range. I, don't, I always I don't just know. thought that hobbits had like really extra sturdy feet since their feet are really big and hairy. So like they're like almost built in boots for the hobbits. So that kind of, okay. how, how they can get a lot of walking time in. That, that's my 
explanation for it. Yeah, I mean, they can, they can do it. It's probably not easy for them, but they can do it. And I haven't really thought about it any more than that. So going back to the Gandalf death, quote unquote, um, that fire ox thing, that's what the I call Balrog. it. it looks Balrog. Sure. Um, so is that a spirit, a form of Sauron, or is that like an actual being? Because it doesn't seem like an actual, actual being because it's on fire, but it falls when the bridge breaks. So, Yeah, it is a physical monster. Okay. But okay. like, yeah, Sauron is sort of in charge of it, I guess. You know, gotcha. they're on the same side. They're evil. It's like okay. the closest equivalent Lord of the Rings has to an actual demon being in the world. It's not exactly a demon. Mm-hmm. But it's a full-fledged evil being thing that has a form to it. Okay, and then when Gandalf, they go into his, like they follow him when he falls because he didn't actually fall. Well, he did fall where I thought in the last episode that he died. This guy slips significantly further along than this ox and can just skydives down and gets the sword, stabs the ox thing, kills it. First thought that crosses my mind is how deep is this thing? Because they're falling for a minute, like literally 60 seconds. It is... The phone for a while. Yeah, again, yeah. I mean, the idea a, is that um, a... that this this hole in the earth or whatever, like it is so deep that it awakened this Balrog. So it, it could essentially go to the center of the earth, I guess, like a couple because, miles deep. Okay, because I was kind of confused because they're on the side of this mountain. Last when they decide to go into the mines, they're at almost the top of this mountain. They go into the mine, come out again at the top of the mountain, of a different mountain, mm-hmm. and then now they're, okay, center of the earth. That helps. That makes sense. Okay, that's my next note. And then why does Sam now call Frodo Mr. Frodo? Is that Because like he works for thing? him. He's employed by him. He's his gardener. I think that's weird. It's a little weird. Other boys. Also kind of like a professional bodyguard now, too. So he's just trying to be respectful to his... That's fair. I respect that. Um, So now this is when... Now back to when they're scaling down the mountain. Um, Frodo, first team all hands, when Sam drops the case of seasoning salt, yells at Frodo to catch it. He does catch it, but then falls but the ground happens to be two inches below him, which is just typical movie that happens all the time. I think that's overplayed, but, um, and then underrated top line of the movie is roast chicken by Frodo, because he said, why'd you bring the salt? And he says, I don't know in case we have roast chicken. So, yeah, that is some good comedic relief. Um, although they probably used it in the rabbit stew later on in the movie. So. I did notice that when they made the stew, I'm like, mm, this is where he's going to use it. And then they didn't show it. That stew looks phenomenal. <laughs> you know, it still looked gross when Eowyn gives it to Aragorn when they're like on the way to Helm's Deep. Yeah. That he, was- he like spits it out and like pretends to like, you know. That was disgusting. Out. Yeah. Whatever that. Yeah, I'm be now, I don't know if we're going to get to her. She bothers me. She's so annoying. 
Let's and that's save, let's save that and we'll go chronologically. Okay. Well, she's annoying. I know I texted. <laughs> he, that's on him for not saying what to her, like, yo, I got a wife, even though he doesn't have a wife, because that's a whole dynamic that needs to be solved still. But he's got to say something because she just is very persistent. Yeah, she's and she just talks too much. And I know that's what she's that's what her character's supposed to do, but yeah, that's that's a thing. But Gollum's following them now. I don't know if we want to continue. Yeah, summary. we could talk about that first Gollum scene. I think that is such a cool shot when he's like with the hand of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think that's awesome really scene. good. That's kind of the yeah, only absolutely. way he appears outside of the intro is when they're getting followed earlier. Um, I think it's Gandalf says we're being followed, but again, you see that hand up top briefly. Um, I like the way they did that. That kind of shows that he's here. But um, yeah, at this point when, if I hadn't committed to this podcast series, this three-part thing, 30 seconds, not even, into Gollum talking, I would have shut it off and never thought about it again. Whoa. That's Extremely a, annoying voice. That's a bit of that's a hot a take. terrible take. It's a terrible take, but I'm going to stick by it because this movie's <laughs> disgusting. Like, every third character is disgusting. In what they, way? they have no sanitation in Middle Earth. It's just gross. Like, either how they look, like the orcs, like, I don't know what's going on there. Like, with the teeth, I know well, they're supposed, supposed to look gross. gross. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I know do you want attractive movie. orcs? That doesn't make any sense. I just want an army of the undead, really. Like, Mad Max was the same thing. There's a lot of ties to Mad Max in this, but it's the same way. It's like, I don't like, I don't enjoy watching it because they're just like creepy looking yeah, so that's my take is it got creepy and pretty quickly like literally my next note is this movie is disgusting um yeah it just yeah. shows that like any it's part of like like anything even remotely related to the ring be it like devoted to following the ring or corrupted by the ring it's just disgusting and just made evil and poison and venomous throughout and that's basically that's whole that's Gollum's it. whole character like even his I voice is just like that it. is this yeah i i get that but i'm just saying <laughs> i don't want to be it's like not a, it's squirming not in my seat i don't want to be squirming in my seat when eight of the 15 main characters are disgusting like anytime a main character like there's never any relief at any point there's some attractive characters in this movie there's several but there's always no i'm not saying that people in the movie aren't attractive but i'm saying at all times there is a disgusting thing in front of me Gollum, gross so anytime sam and frodo are on the screen it's gross no, no offense normally to I'd say but... normally I'd say that's fair, but I don't think that's fair. I just think that's yeah. <laughs> it's a bit picky. Yeah. I, I I don't need them to be attractive. I just need them to not be disgusting. I don't. Well, I don't that was slime. the point of it. I don't like slimy. I don't like that. All right. I know we. I know we had like a five minute talk about like no more slime that I. Cu- you know how I went into my whole stabbing take last week? How I, I actually cut the whole thing, but how I went into a five minute conversation at the end of it, how I don't like stabbing mm, in movies. Yes, I remember. Same thing with slime. I'm not going to go into it, but <laughs> anything slimy, get it out. All right? Movie trope Rob just cannot stand to see on screen. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, and then I'm not sure where I got this from. Maybe you can help me, but Saruman is Darth Vader. I said it last movie. He still is. Um, he was good. Then he turned bad, and now he runs the army. It's he's yeah. the same wow. thing. Yeah, that's a Shout good take. Shout out to me. Shout out to me, and only me, for figuring that out. And I'm really only one more. Hey, you know how Bilbo is is uh, Frodo's uncle, probably because Saruman's his father. So we're one. We're like one. We're one step away from this being a thing so wait you think saruman is frodo's dad no but that's how close we are to being an exact parallel oh to star wars okay i understand and then who are these human soldiers i don't know where what part of the movie there's a there's this whole new kingdom that comes about yeah rohan yeah Hmm. can i say one thing i should have started with about this movie Please. For the amount of stuff that happened in the three and a half hours, this movie could be completely thrown away and nothing would change. They are in the exact same position they were, except they moved a little bit. They defeated Saruman. They defeated one yeah. of the two bad guys. There are two towers. One of them is defeated. So, hacked away, halfway done. Again, that could have been like a... like You didn't need the trees. This could have oh, been... A tree. Right. No, come right. on. We You're anti-tree. We need to get into the pro tree. I'm pro tree, but they didn't need it. Like there's, they brought three more armies in, just and a whole new tree world that doesn't need to exist. Like this is like in Lost when they start the magic starts in season two or three. Leave the magic out. I didn't. You didn't like the magic and lost. (laughs) It was good, but it really changed the direction of the show. It started with surviving a plane crash and turned into like go switching metaphysical, philosophical stuff. It was great. It was was a great show. It was a great show, but there was no need for it. To they just went somewhere they didn't need to, and I understand that these books are seventy years old and whatnot, but there was no need to go anywhere into touching the trees the, the trees it should have just been a forest but they it were necessary in the story if yeah, you're good they, i don't think they necessary. weren't unless there's something coming which there definitely could be but, but they attacked or thank the tower rob here, here's my argument for the trees why why their inclusion is necessary instead of just like more elves or something destroying the tower so sauron is supposed to be and, and his forces are like the ultimate evil. Like they are an affront to like all life, not just man or elves. Like literally everything they touch turns to just ash and ruin. Except water, so, like a smooth two feet, like a, a light stream, like Cobb's Creek runs by and they're cooked. That was an entire river. That was an entire dam being released. So uh, again, that was my. I know we'll get into that later, but that was my Mad Max parallel when they open the floodgates. Yeah, that's that's another one. Yeah. I mean, I'm I am connecting on all cylinders like Jalen Hurts, even though he's so, all the In the whole of Lord of the Rings, like nature is one of the and like people's respect for it because uh, Tolkien was a big nature guy, very, very, very in tune with nature. Um, and so there's nature themes and elements throughout the whole trilogy. Um, and so this was another way of just representing that, like, not only is Sauron and Saruman and their forces, like, a threat to every, like, sentient talking being, 
but just any life or anything at all. So that's why the ends were just like, that's why they went for me just like, this isn't really a big deal. This is like dumb humans and elves and orcs being stupid. And then when they see all the trees chopped down, I'd be like, oh, this is a much bigger problem than we first expected. And it shows like how mighty nature can be in this in this world as well. So I'd argue it's very important that they were included. It's also like the best part of the movie. That was pretty cool. The trees yeah. added a whole other tree dynamic. beard's awesome. Well, I'll get to the beard. <laughs> um, so they meet the soldiers and the guy from Jason Bourne. For those who don't know, I'm a massive, massive, massive Jason Bourne fan. Um, the, the guy with yes. the long blonde hair. The young, yes. the long guy with long blonde hair. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah I wrote, I wrote his name parent. I wrote him his name in parentheses here because mm-hmm. I was like, "What's that guy from?" I knew who that guy is, and I googled him, and then Jason Bourne popped up. I was like, "Oh my god, it's the guy with the gun." He kills him in a field. Matt Damon. Shout out. But, um, yeah, so. Then it's a good I scene when um, Gimli is like, tell me your name, Horse Master, and I shall tell you mine. And Aragorn's just like, yo, dude, like, shut up. Like, we're going to die. Oh, when they, get, when they get surrounded? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I like that yeah. dialogue. Yeah, I mean, Gimli's hysterical. Another yeah. great line. Great, great line later in the movie that I'll get to. Yeah, he's comic relief, just like consistently. He's great. So I thought that Sam and Pippin were both dead. I thought they got trampled by the horse. And then, so my next note after that is apparently not dead. And uh, I don't know if you want to get into that, where they thought when they find when the Orlando Bloom and Co. find out that they're dead, but then they find them. They said that they lit the Jason Bourne guy lit the fire and killed all the works. Yeah, weren't actually dead. Um, so that happened, and then yeah. So Jason Bourne guy goes tells Strider, and then that there's no survivors left. They burn them all. They go back to find them, and Strider, Aragon, right? Yep, tracking. Yep. He like tracks them. Super tracking skills. Yeah, the forest. A side point, Man Tracker, the TV show, used to be on like History Channel on Sunday mornings. Unbelievable show, but doesn't matter. <laughs> um, it was a great show. That was like my thing growing up. Man but, Tracker is that the opposite of the Chris Hansen like like pedophile <laughs> show? Uh, no, Man Tracker is like a game show, not a game show, but it's like these two people are given a map, a compass and however much they can fit into a book bag. And there's a guy with only a compass and a horse and he has to track them down in 36 hours. It's a great sounds, show. Sounds fun. It's it's a great show. But um, yeah, and then I say the force perspective in this movie is unreal. I don't know exactly what I was referring to there, to be honest, but just in general. So I think just something happened. I'm like, wow. Oh, it was when there was the battle going on. Mm. They showed... You know how they have the flashback when Strider's tracking them and it kind of shows what they're doing, switching back to Strider tracking them. And it shows what what actually happened. And then Strider explains what happened. Then they show it happening and they show them like ducking under like a horse. Yeah. And, like yeah, bobbing that and cool. leaving. Yeah. That's, that's what I, that's what I meant there. And then uh, why are these trees a thing? Cause they get into the forest and they just kind of get scooped up when they call them trees. Cause the guy gets upset when they call them a tree. Um. So then I said, "Why is Saruman in the forest, and he somehow finds Merry and Pippin?" Which we later found out is, I think, Gandalf. Yes. 
Okay, but they only show them from like the side behind. Yeah, you don't like, actually. The Gandalf the White that. reveal is with Aragorn and Co. Yeah, yeah so I thought. Not. What was that, Mike? They fake you out. They make you think it's like Saruman, but yeah, because uh, they, yeah. they haven't revealed the. I think that reveal is so good. Like when they're blinded by the light, and um, like Very the vo there's a voice change and like little facial change in the. Gandalf's face, and he says, "Like, oh, Merry and Pippin met someone they didn't expect to, like." So it's like, "Oh, was it Saruman?" But it's actually Gandalf. And that was cool, though, when they almost kill him, when they almost try and kill him, when they try and kill him. Yeah. And then he can kind of swats it away. Um, so then they're get they're so they get to the or they're going to Mordor, and um. Golems bringing them, and they get to that swamp area. I didn't really know what was going on then, but Frodo looks in, the dead body's eyes open, and it's white, and then he just kind of stares and falls in, has to get saved. So what was going on there? Because he saw that white spirit thing, that white king with the beard that tried to get the ring. Didn't so know I what was going that, on there. That's like... If I'm not mistaken, I think they say that's where, you know, remember the big battle, like the very beginning of the first movie? Mm -hmm. I think that's where that happened. That was. Like all the dead people. Yeah, it is. And as far as the spirits go, I just always thought it was just some magic, like maybe the ring, like doing some shit, like trying to get Frodo in trouble or something, but. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think it's just cursed land, yeah. like near Mordor. Yeah, it's right near Mordor. Stuff so going on. Everything's being corrupted near it. And so is he actually getting choked by the ring or is it all in his head? Um, both, honestly. Yeah, both probably. It's, okay. it's a little bit of both, yeah. Like, so I know he says it's getting heavy, it's getting heavy, but I wasn't sure if it was more of a theoretical thing or an actual, it's actually getting heavy. No, um, yeah, it's, it's like taunting him and like warping his mind, but it also like... It's heavily magical too, so like it does take a actual significant toll, a physical toll on him as well. Yeah, but like so emotional, like, he, like mental toll as well. Like he's just becoming, like you can tell, he's just like he's just miserable at this point. Like, and it's probably a lot due to the ring. Got it. So why does that white wizard glow? Because he falls into the water, he sees that white wizard dude. Not. We're talking the, about the dead body in the swamp. The dead body. Yeah. Yeah. Why right does it glow? Gandalf. Yeah, it kind of glows. Just like, or actually, no, never mind. Forget that. I'm talking about Gandalf. So at my last point, I said, "Why is the okay. wizard glowing?" And then I said, "Yo, it's Gandalf." Thought that dude died. And then he says, "I am Suruman as Suruman should be." Yeah, should so have that been. was should have been. That was unique. Um, now I think this is setting up for Gandalf to turn. But I don't know. That's just an on-the-spot prediction. I think he's going to turn into Superman. I think. Every... Who's seen The Wire? Show of uh, hands. Yeah. You too. Okay, Krenny hasn't. So again, Wire. Next minute's going to be Wire talk. I was listening to a podcast, and they said that in The Wire, throughout the season, or throughout the seasons, throughout the show, everybody gets replaced by somebody else. I don't know if anybody like 
kind of understands that. It was on mixtape. I remember Coley saying it, but no, yeah, said, but like by the end of the series, like, by the end of the series, yeah. there's a new every like from the beginning of the series to the end of the series, oh, yeah, there's a, new, there's a replacement for everybody. Like, um, I can't even think of anybody, but I can think. Of I think for spoil it, but well, we told them spoiler alert. You can say it. Oh yeah, like Michael is like the new Michael, right yeah, now. yeah. And then, um, um, what's his name? When what's his name gets killed? Stringer. Idris Elba. Yeah. Yeah, Stringer. When Stringer gets killed, um, Marlowe is the new Stringer. Mm-hmm. Like, because when he get when they catch Marlowe, they say you're either gonna get worried they're gonna put you on trial, or you can walk away now and never sell drugs again, and you can just be rich. And that's what he does. He's like, okay, yeah, I'll do that. Um, so, and then there's no, I said, there's no way this guy is actually Gandalf because he says this. Yes, Gandalf the Gray, that's what they used to call me. I'm Gandalf the White, which is similar because right before Frodo says to Gollum, you used to be called Blank. I forget what his name was. Meagle. Meagle. And then Frodo, or, and then Gollum says, yes, that's what they used to call me in like the same kind of tone. So I wasn't sure if that was supposed to be like that or that was just kind of people getting new names. No, those are not related. Um, okay. The whole Gandalf reincarnation thing is sort of complicated because of the way wizards work in this universe. Like there's only five wizards and they each have like a, like a role or a purpose because the wizards are like, do I only Angelic know two? Demigods. Yeah, you only know two. There are only two in Lord of the Rings, so okay. don't worry about it. Um, so they each have a role as like demigods sent to protect the goodness of the world or whatnot. So since Saruman is corrupted, then Gandalf the Grey dies in his physical form and is reincarnated as Gandalf the White. Pretty and good. it's probably like more powerful now. Hmm. So is powerful now, yeah. Yeah, probably definitely. Yeah. Is is there like a sorry, just is Suraman a white also? Or is he a gray? He's white. He's, He's a white, white guy. They call him the white wizard. wizard. Yeah. There's only one. Well now there's two. So I think... Well but one's evil, so Yeah. Well, okay, fair. So he almost like loses his job. Like he still has like the ability. power, yeah. The ability, but like he's almost like, all right, you've been fired, and we're replacing you with a new white wizard since That's you cool. chose to go with Sauron. Imagine how expensive that is—the training to hire somebody, mm-hmm. the onboarding, unbelievable. For wizards, um, it's really astronomical, yeah, yeah, exactly, definitely. right? Who trains them? There's only five, but right, we'll forget it. Um, so then Gandalf whistles to the masses, miles and miles. Then the stallion of a horse. Shadow facts. Comes Shadow facts. Fire name which comes galloping over in this large field. Um, and then Merry and Pippin, I say that they saw Gandalf, not Suraman. And then they get to the gate, which is um, that is Sam, Frodo, and Gollum. They're about to make a break for the gate. They don't. Sam falls down the cliff. Like, not falls down the cliff, but like slides down when the, the the thousands of soldiers are marching in through the gate. And then, uh, so he falls down the cliff. Frodo goes to save him. I didn't understand this. The soldiers see the dirt, the dust kick up. 
two guys go over. There's nothing around them blocking them. Just these soldiers walk over. Elf magic. Elf magic. They're capes from yeah. Galadriel. Because I was going to say, how does this cape look like a rock? Yeah. Elf magic, Elf magic is a big explanation for a lot of things. Yeah. From the- Wow. He just said, "Yeah, you got it." Yeah. No, well, he no, well, Crenny said it, and that's when it. Okay, I I thought this was just like, wow, these orcs are really stupid. But you remember how yeah. the rope uh, when they were doing it, like Sam is like, "Oh, I guess we got to leave the rope here," and then it just like comes undone when he tugs it. Oh, see, I thought that was Sam almost getting him killed for not tying it tight enough. No, that's the pretty much probably at magic elf rope knowing like when to come undone. So I think that was kind of a precursor. See, I kind of see. I kind of like that. Yeah, like the these like seemingly normal things that the elves like are giving them, like have some like special properties, basically. Yeah. Okay, I like that now because I'm like, "Mm, this is pretty unrealistic. Now that I know it's magic and not coincidence, I like it better. Even though I said I'm not a big magic guy, but at least if I know it's magic, I like a little more. Um, and then they go to make a break for the gate, and then Gollum stops them. Because in my opinion, I thought he was trying to get the ring, which is a little foreshadowing for the end of this episode, for the end of this movie, at the very end. Um, So they're about to make a break for it. He stops them. And then they switch back over to Gandalf. He says, Saruman is afraid of what Strider has become. They're like overlooking the... Yeah, that scene at night. Yeah. And And then Saruman... Or Strider, whatever. He's just looking, and they show a camera angle where it looks like he's thinking. So in my head, that tells me he's gonna flip. I think I've updated my in my head what I think's gonna happen, where I think that Strider is gonna ultimately become the one that's gonna fall into his ancestors' kind of weakness and whatnot. For the ring. It's going to get corrupted by it. Okay. Yeah, so that's my prediction now, for now. Might change by the end of this conversation, but for now. Um, so, and they go back to the tree. They drink the water. Mary is, like, I'm taller now because he's drinking the water. And I thought he was going to turn into a tree because he started making the sounds. That would have been awesome. Yeah, that well, would have been was, So he was creaking, and I thought, oh, no, he's turning into a tree. And they eventually fall into the tree. The tree eats them or whatever and that big tree with the beard saves them that tree guy's beard. always there right right place right time tree beard um now that i know that's his name that uh that kind of helps um so they get eaten by the tree the guy saves them and then i don't know where orlando bloom comes in but i just say orlando bloom is still sick yeah he's really um, cool don't know what i'm referring to there but could be anything pretty cool Oh, it was when they got it was when they got to the uh the guy that's body was taken over by Saruman. They didn't they got they, that. Yeah. They got, they got there and then Orlando Blue does something cool and then I said, Does Saruman take over that guy's body? Yes. And then now I know who that who is the, where's that guy? What's his name? The advisor? Or Thayden. what guy? They didn't see how, do, how did I know who he is? The king. How did I know who he is? Uh, you kind of don't. It's the first time he's in it. Yeah. Is they've he only in other mentioned movies, that guy? Oh, the uh, actor. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he 
because I've seen that actor before, and I'm like, That's oh, oh my god, it's some guy from the fellowship meeting back in uh, Riverdale. No, that's just a guy in this movie. Yeah. Okay. He's the king. So he's not. No, but I thought the king. I oh, he's he in Titanic, apparently. Well, that doesn't really help me, but okay. I don't. Um... Wait, Rob, you mean the king who's possessed, right? Yeah, I thought okay. he was like because he gets shown back into his like true form. And yeah, I'm like, oh yeah, my yeah. god, I see, I know who that guy is. Mm-hmm. And I thought he was in the Rivendell meeting when the Fellowship was formed, but mm-hmm. no, he was just a guy. Uh, I kind of killed it, but that do ha- that does help clear some things up. Cause for the rest of the movie, I was like, I should know who this is, but I'm too lazy to go back and look. Yeah, a uh, really good scene though when. Gandalf like takes off his his cape and like the white light is shining on the while he's like leaning back in the in the thing and like as like Saruman is expelled from Theoden like it cuts to the tower and Saruman like falls back back. really good I've also always loved how Gandalf's like doing his thing and Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli are just like running around and just like beating the shit out of all the bodyguards. Yeah, cool kung fu. <laughs> and Gandalf is just like totally like unconcerned. I love so, how. Um, oh, sorry, sorry Rob. No, 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 you go. No, I love how, just real quick how they take away all the weapons as they're about to enter the throne room, and then Gandalf was like, "Oh, you wouldn't take away my walking staff, right?" And he's like, oh, "Okay, whatever." And then as soon as they get in words, I was like, "Oh, you idiots! I asked for so thing. Yeah. the worst weapon of them all." Can't find good help these days. <laughs> then he gets his ass whooped. Why do they let the guy leave? The evil guy. Why does Gandalf say that he can go? He's gone right back to you like a progress report. It was Aragorn, yeah. Um... I don't know. I guess because they're good guys and they're merciful or something like that. Yeah, it's not. He just said, like, he... haunt them, like, immediately, like, consequences <laughs> come from that. So fast. I, I always kind of took it as, like, um, all right, Thaden has been, like, corrupted and, like, possessed for a long time now. So, like, this is, like, this is his first afternoon back out of the town and amongst his people. And the first thing, and he's about to, like, execute one of these guys who kind of deserve to be executed, but I think Aragorn was probably just like, let's start off kind of on the right foot and not do something violent. Like, let's try to, like, get a better hold of the situation on a grand scale instead of just start killing people because there's there'll be plenty of time for that, and there's already been plenty of people that have been killed because of him. So he's just like, let's let's start it off on a less violent note is how I yeah. kind of took it. I mean, the good guys are not violent for the sake of being violent. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I think they're just being good guys. Well, I think they should have done what they do. I know, well, this might be the next movie series or one of them. I know Tans gave an example. Cranny, you're not in that group chat, but Tans, Will Tanzola gave an example of what our next series should be. He said The Matrix, but in The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, what I originally suggested, the guy, Clint Eastwood, just rides 50 miles out with the guy and then says, all right, good luck, and turns around and goes back. I think that's what they should have done, but that's just hindsight yeah but they could have thrown him in prison like could have done also good yeah a lot of stuff that wouldn't have resulted in the rest of the movie happening but but so then they flee because immediately after the guy gets to suraman and says yeah they're there and he says all right well let's attack them as if they're going to seek refuge because they think we're going to attack the city really could have stopped a lot from happening but so they go to they 
flee the city, and then they cut to Strider and Arwen. She goes to leave. So Strider tr- tell, tries to let Arwen leave, but she still loves him. But this she is a dream still leaves. Flashback. Yeah. The dream. That's right. It was a dream. Yeah. But then um, they cut to. Oh wait, the people get attacked by Superman. Orlando Bloom still sick with the bow and arrow. Then Orlando Bloom just gra- this was sick. They're in the fight. Like it's the Arwen stuff because the Arwen stuff's right when, after. When he grabs the horse and like swings onto it, yeah. Orlando Bloom just grabs the horse by the neck and swings himself around. Like you know, this is what I thought of the way that his body looked. You know the the kids' toy. I think it's in Toy Story, the barrel of monkeys with the monkey with the arms like this. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That's what he looked like. He grabbed and just swooped up. It was sick. Yeah, Um, it made no sense according to the laws of physics, but it was absolutely amazing. Rob, I knew you would like this movie because Orlando Bloom and Legolas just goes like absolutely sicko mode for like this whole movie. And we'll we'll get to the best part later. He simply does not stop. No. (laughs) I will. I'm still on part one, by the way. So I'm almost on part one. So Orlando Bloom, he grabs the horse by the neck, and then Strider goes off the cliff. You know he's still alive. You didn't see him fall. And then this is my thing. Is Orlando Bloom QB1 now? I hope. Um, And then Frodo and Sam are taken by a random army, which I don't know who they are. Oh, this is... um, Faramir. We find out later. Yeah. Faramir, Boromir's brother. Faramir, Boromir's brother, which we find out later. But Frodo and Sam are taken by the army. Arwen. Is this a reverse Sleeping Beauty situation going on with Arwen yeah, and Strider? But Arwen. So I don't really. I was. Let me preface this with this. I watched this on Friday night, part one. And this is very. This is like one o'clock in the morning. I'm trying to get through this part just before I turn it off. And is this like a Sleeping Beauty situation where she is the only way, thing that can wake him up because like she kisses him and then he wait, he like rises from the ashes in his dream and wakes up. He's uh, passed out floating in the river. He has a dream where she kisses him and then he's like, just elf magic. Just say elf magic. I think that. Yeah. It. It's probably also just like in a way. Yeah. Kind of like all oh, true loves kiss kind of way. where like, it's so like sleeping the, beauty, just, the exact. Uh, yeah. Yeah, like the thought. That's what sleeping beauty. Like the thought of her is enough to give motivation. Yeah, Yeah. I think that's fair to say. I I always thought about that as like some kind of like he's thinking about her and like his self, his like subconscious or whatever, and then you know that kind of like rouses them. But it could very well be elf magic as well. I think when you're dealing with elves, like just magic is a good. Yeah, I mean this whole Aragorn. This is like after the wargs attack the the traveling party. Like there's that small battle. Um, he falls off the cliff. Like, none of that is in the books. I think it's just, like, they needed an action scene in the first half of the movie. And this is a good action scene. Um, as far as Aragorn, like, almost dying, it seems somewhat unnecessary. But the Aragorn-Arwen stuff, they cut a lot of it from the theatrical release. Like, a lot of this stuff at Rivendell, a lot of the Elrond Hubbard and Arwen stuff is not in the theatrical release. So I think that's why it's in the movie. Yeah, because I, I, I said last week that the um, – <clears throat> you said last week that 
a lot of the extended version is more just giving more depth to the characters and who they really are. So I, when I was watching that, I'm like, hmm, this is probably in the, uh, yeah, this is probably in the, uh, not in the theatrical. Yeah. And that, um, so, that, that Gandalf or Aragorn scene we talked about earlier at night, um, that is also not in the theatrical release. Like okay. really any mention of Numenor is not in the theatrical release, which I thought was interesting because it would just be like too confusing. Um, which Numenor is confusing, and I don't really get it. So I don't even know what it is. Yeah, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it at all. So and then, just last note of the night on Friday is shout out to the horse because he's just always there. <clears throat> like, yeah, the horse is that bad. was a big time foreshadowing when they're at the place, and then Aragon, Aragorn, Strider, whatever you want to call him, says let the horse go he's seen too much or whatever he's seen enough wars or whatever that was the only way that strider was getting saved nobody was coming to save him except that horse yeah that was just great setup and delivery fastball curveball slider brad lidge world series great all-around performance by that horse um so this is now i started again last night here elrond sucks He's, like, given Arwen this whole, like, the talk, anti, like, Strider, where no matter what, like, your all your dreams could come true, but you're still going to die kind of thing, which I get, but yeah, you know, he wasn't like, great. father kind of type thing, you know, like, what's what's are, you sure you know what you, are you sure you know what you're doing? Yeah. Dad, this isn't a phase. But, yeah. so, my question is, how, because he says... If everything your dreams come true, if everything you dream comes through, you'll still die. But he, how long would she live after Strider dies? Because I think either earlier in this movie or last movie, there's a picture of Strider, like a scene of Strider dying and then her fading away immediately. But then in this, he's Elrond says in this conversation, he dies and then you're going to have to live all your years in this forest, a different forest, I think. Just being sad. So I wasn't sure about that. Yeah, it's kind of unclear how long she would live after he dies. Probably not too long because it would be assumed at that point. Like the whole theme in this movie is that like the elf magic is fading. So she would probably die after yeah. he dies. I don't know. So elf magic is like very big part of this and I just haven't picked up on any of it at all. I mean, it's a fairly decent part. I think the whole thing with like the elves leaving is that like the elves are kind of losing like their mojo and, and in general the world is becoming like less magic and I think that's what's kind of like they have to leave like that's what they're saying like they're gonna like set sail for like whatever um the undying lands and I think like by her staying and not sailing like she gets to stay with Aragorn yes but she'll also eventually die just because the elves if they stay are gonna lose their immortality I think that's pretty much how that works because I saw her, like, walking away with people. I didn't really know what was going on. I thought that was the way of the movie saying she is staying with Aragorn, Strider. That's what it looked like, at least. Yeah. Yeah, that's what that okay. was. So, and then, this is big. I don't know who says this. It may have been Gandalf, but it said the quest will claim his life. It basically said, like, he now... Yeah, talking about Frodo saying mm -hmm. that he understands that he's going to die. 
he's starting to understand that. That's why I think that's why I think he's becoming more and more obsessed with the ring because yeah. he knows, yeah, that he's gonna die. Or yeah, he's I gonna think turn into Gollum. That mm-hmm. speaks to a cooler thing, like the dynamic Frodo, Sam, um, Gollum. Um, what's the what's that thing called like um menage a trois that yeah. <laughs> they're menage a trois um where like sam really hates Gollum and is like kind of a dick to him but frodo like can almost sympathize with him and like his obsession with the ring and that's why he's a little nicer to him yeah, yeah like I think frodo like sees like how easily like he could end up as like Gollum, so he like definitely takes pity on him i think he's just like he, i think he like wants to like Gollum because he's like oh that that could be me so i like damn um but yeah i think at this point that's they're starting to think like oh like this is like a suicide mission we just sent like these two hobbits on which is kind of sorry jim gal oh no sorry i was just gonna say to add to that mike like he not only does he see himself in Gollum and just like oh god this is what the ring does to someone that has possession of it for a long time but I think he's also obsessed. Uh, Frodo is obsessed with trying to almost like reform and bring out the good in Gollum to convert him back to Smeagol. Because he's like, all right, if I do end up like Gollum, I want to at least have the hope that like maybe I can come back from it as well. So he's like really desperate to try to bring back Gollum from this like horrible existence that he's living. Because he doesn't, if he does end up that way, which it seems very likely that he will, he wants to some at least an idea of hope to maybe exist. So I think a couple things. I think that number one, I thought he knew he was going to die. I thought everybody knew everybody was going to die when they left. I thought that was just kind of a known thing or not everybody, but at least I thought it was a lock. He was dying or becoming a King, but I thought he was going to die. But now that we know that Strider's a King and the third movie is called return of the King. That's just me speculating. But I thought, I, I was like, when the fellowship is formed in the, in the middle of the first movie and, um, and Frodo says he's so willing to say, I'll go to bring it back. I thought he knew he was going to die. I'm like, wow, it's pretty quick for a guy that knew he was going to die on this trip. Pretty brave. But uh, yeah, I thought he already knew he was going to die, but I guess he's kind of finding that out now. And then in terms of Gollum, I'm not sure if I have a note later, but yeah, he's very much like, sympathizing because I think he knows that he's going to turn into that because you see him starting to like pet the ring and like stroke it at night. Can't sleep. It's like, you can really see he's just a more human looking form of what Gollum is. The first scene of the movie when they introduce him, when he's in the cave. Um, So that's my take on that. And then, so Frodo finds out that Boromir died from, His brother. Faramir. Yeah. Faramir. And then um, we find out Boromir's his brother. And so Boromir's dad, this is when they cut to the dad, they show the relationship. How I think, Mike, you may have said it in the uh, the first, uh, last week where you said that the motivation behind uh, Boromir wanting to get the ring is a little bit of his dad. That's where they explain that, where the dad's like, go get me the ring. And then excuse me, and then Boromir doesn't want to go. He's like, no, I have to stay with my people. He said, no, my son, my other son can't do it. You have to go get the ring because he can't. Yeah, I mean, you see, like, what a dick he is to, like, Faramir. And then, yeah. like, he puts, like, all this pressure on Boromir to, like, get the ring and, like, save, like, his whole country. And I think that 
definitely tells you a little bit more about why Boromir was so easily like corrupted like by the ring and like did that whole thing at the end of the Fellowship movie where he like tried to take it from Frodo. Um, you know, it's kind of that double whammy of the wing, but it, the ring, but he also had this huge like uh, mandate from his father and he's trying to like balance like his mission, but also like the will of his his dad and the whole whole hope of his country. It's a lot to think about for him. So I think he's a lot more sympathetic than uh, he really kind of gets credit for a little bit in the in the in the first movie. Yeah, I really like the brother as the movie goes on. When you first introduce him, I'm like, wow, this guy sucks in the later of the movie. Awesome turn at the end. But uh, so Strider is back now. He gets back. I think this is when he meets with Gandalf, maybe the first time. Strider's mm-hmm. back with no. the crew. No. At this point, Gandalf is gone, um, searching for the Rohirrim. Look to the light, look to the east on the fifth day. Is it the last thing he says to Aragorn at Edoras? Okay, well, then I don't know what Strider... Strider, Strider meets up with everyone at Helm's Deep, and he sees Saruman's army on the way, and, like, tells them that, oh, it's 10,000 strong, and everybody starts, like, freaking out. Okay, and this is when they almost kill... Try to kill... No, never mind, I forget where this is. But is Orlando Bloom Nick Foles... And he has to save the day again, almost like two years ago, when they lost the Saints. Thoughts? Um, that's a good take. Um, Great take. See, me. Aragorn does come <laughs> back though, so it'd be more like like Wentz getting hurt, and then like if Wentz, Wentz came back bra- when he, for just Strider the Super Bowl, has to break his back, and then right. Orlando Bloom's going to almost save the day, but not because someone's right. going to drop the ring when they throw it into the bottom. Alshon Jeffrey almost catches it. it. Yes. It gets dropped. Almost catch it. Like it's dropped. Yeah. And then it slips onto someone's finger. That's my new what's okay. gonna happen. So I Sam see. just diving in with the ring and saving the day. So which Sam, is last week's prediction. So then you think last Sam's week's prediction. No, Sam is definitely good. He's the only one okay. that's definitely good. Sam is Bloom. like uh Frank Reich. Yes. Okay. I like where we're going. <laughs> Sam's like, he's the offensive coordinator. He's like guiding Frodo the whole way. So once Sam dies, they're cooked. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Don't let that happen. Real question Is Gimli Jalen Hurts in this situation? Mm. Something to think about. Shorter, but still. Gimli is Jason Kelsey. Yes. No, I could see that. I could see that. Jason Kelsey looks like a dwarf. Very good comparison. No yeah. offense. But... Legolas and Gimli, I think, are just like you know, like very solid support, like role players. Like they're your, you know, they're your weapons. Robert Covington. They're yeah, they're not. They're not <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're bench, they're they're bench scorer, Lou Williams, six man of the year. They're not winning any games, but they're certainly not losing any games. Yeah, they're the kind of guys you need to get the job done, but they're not gonna. You wouldn't give them a max contract. Yeah, they're not. They're not team captains. Aragorn's team captain. Big yeah. time. Supermax. So Orlando Bloom, maybe Nick Foles, big maybe. Um, Strider opens bo- – oh, so when Strider's hurt and he comes back, he opens both doors with both – he just pushes them open, sees the king. That was sick. Big He's muscle, He's like, man. I'm back. He's like, I'm back. He just like, boom, pushes them open. Send the facts sick. over. Two words. <laughs> I'm back, period. 
Jim, we're we're putting that on retainer for like a year. <laughs> so, why'd they give Tree Guy a beard? Which I know now his name's Beard Tree or whatever. Tree, tree Beard. He's the best character in the whole movie. There's no need That's for that. That's the best part. My personal Love favorite dance. part of the whole movie. Well, then the trees meet and they spend eight hours saying hello. Yeah. And then why do they give the Tree Guy a beard? I said that. And. The lady who loves Strider sucks. I know we said we'll get back to it. Oh, she's great. So uh, I thought you were talking about Arwen when you sent that text. No. Okay. Because Arwen's very neutral. A lot of wins. A lot of wins. Yeah. Aowen, I can see why she's a bit annoying. She, I mean, it's just just like the woman and the the Tolkien are all like one dimensional, boring, to be honest, um, which I guess is expected. Because she's uh, like, I'm a she, girl, but I want to fight and like do things. It's not even that. That doesn't bother me. It's that she just like loves Strider. I won't say it. She keeps like the mellow where he runs on the court and pump fakes the three. That gift when he was in like just like regular clothes, sits, sitting on the sideline. Yeah. And then he sits, but yeah, when he sits back down, that was her every single time she's talking to Strider. And I'm like, either say it or don't. Like right. I don't like this whole. You're tired of the will they won't they. He won't. But she at will. least for now, right? Yeah, but she won't. She won't either. He's just like living, and then she later on she just goes, "I love you," and then he's like, what? "And she should just be with Gimli." Yes, because they had a great time on that. <laughs> yeah, run. The, 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 the dwarf woman conversation is great. The chemistry is undeniable. In the movie. You can't, you can't deny that. I mean, that's was... what it was. Yeah, but they. <laughs> I, they, they they even said I haven't seen her this happy ever when she was talking to Gimli. I feel bad for Gimli, but anyway. So Orlando Bloom, I thought he was going to hype the boys up before that fight with the orcs, but he really is just like, wow, we're going to get cooked. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> this sucks. Yeah. Kind of was disheartening. Yeah. You can so tell like except for language. I was like, oh, oh. nope. You can tell except for Aragorn, he just does not like think very highly of like humans mm-hmm. he's like these guys got no shot bro like let's let's get the fuck out of here and he's like these are little babies let's ditch yeah. this <laughs> so you can i thought or what was that like i said you can see how much he respects aragorn because as soon as aragorn's like i'm staying and like you can go and he's like oh, fine i'll stay too <laughs> like, otherwise he was out of there also, nobody wants to be that one guy that decides to leave when everyone stays. It's like, well, I don't want to look like a loser in front of everyone. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. Be that guy. <laughs> so I thought this was going to be a. Has anybody here ever seen 300? Yeah. Yes, sir. It is like I thought it was going to be like a, that situation where they just. I thought. So my roommate said, I was like, yeah, I thought Strider died. He didn't. And he's like, oh, I mean, you know, he didn't die. He's on the cover of the third movie. And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> before, I watched, before I watched part two, so I thought it was going to be a 300 situation. Where like I wasn't sure if you were going to get the Gandalf thing spoiled too, because he, I'm pretty sure he's on the cover of all the movies. I haven't looked at any covers. Yeah, but I, so I thought that it was going to be like maybe Aragon dies, and then they just get washed, like in 300. When is that Gerard Butler? Yeah. Once Gerard Butler gets killed, everyone gets Good wiped out instantly. <laughs> yeah, like it's it is not close. A massacre. It's not even close. 
It ain't even close. But so where's Gandalf while all this is going on? I wasn't really sure of that because he says, oh, in five days, look yeah, at he he's was going to get the Rohirrim. The dude with the long hair. Jason that, Bourne. Yeah, Jason, yeah, Jason Bourne, Bourne. Yeah. Going to get him and his boys to help out because Which Jason I, because Jason Bourne was yeah. banished earlier in the movie before Theoden, the Which king, same. was like healed. Yeah. And, not, this is a little confusing, but so Aomer, Jason Bourne, the guy you like, is the brother of Aowen, the girl you hate. Oh. And they're they're both no, they're cousins. Oh no, they are. They are siblings. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. but they're they're King Theoden is their uncle. Mm-hmm. Okay. So like once like the but they're he's like kind of like they're adopted like he basically pretty much raised them or whatever. Um, but then like the king's only son dies, so now like they're pretty much what's left. So, but when the king was yeah when his mind was like poisoned, Saruman basically made him like banish like all his troops. And so Gandalf was like, we have any shot, I got to go find them, like, as soon as possible and bring them back. So that's where he's off during this. He's, like, trying yeah, to find Jason Bourne. Well, that kind of made, once you look to the east at dawn, you kind of... On the fifth so, day. Yeah, on the fifth day. So the elves pull up. So did Elrond send them because he knew Arwen was going? No, these are elves from a different place. These are the elves oh. from the place with... Uh, Galadriel, because this the dude, the like head elf Haldir, who dies in the battle, he was in the first movie, like briefly. So, so okay, so I thought that um, I thought Elrond was like, ah, nice guy, he's going to save the daughter. No, he no, just no. scrolling. Yeah. Okay. So this is that the elves being at the battle is interesting because that's not in the book. Um. I thought that was an olive branch. So like, yeah. So, so in the movie, it's like, oh, this nice thing of like the alliance is back and like they're working together. But in the books, this does not happen. And the elves are more so like, they're like Legolas. They're like, these guys have no chance. Like, what are we doing? Like, we should just leave to the like Garden of Eden place off in the sea and take our boats away. Well, that's dumb. And then the storm comes as the orcs get there. <laughs> so that was kind of a... I thought I was going to play to their advantage, which it didn't at all. There was no need for that storm unless, Just honey, cool. you got a big storm yeah, coming. Like that meme, the grandma, honey, you got a big storm coming. So that's what <laughs> I thought was going to happen. I thought it was like, a, ooh, something cool's going to happen. No, they just had pointless rain. It's, and then ambiance, it sets the scene, you know. Yeah. Yeah, but so why did they wait so long to shoot? The one guy shoots the arrow, and then they're just like, they wait for a reaction, and then the orcs charge, and they still just sit there and wait. Like that didn't do any good. I didn't understand why they waited, but that was just a dumb thing. I understand this is back hundreds of years ago or thousands, however long ago, where they need to be pointed at to shoot, where you can't just read the room. And now, hmm, maybe I should shoot because they're running at us with weapons. But that's uh, that's one thing. And then how do the orcs get crossbows? How do they have that technology? Yeah, that's I not in the that. books. Not Tolkien canon. Ignore that. But you could also, they're from Isengard, and Isengard was shown to be like a place of metal and industry. True, so, true. Good like, point. That's, it's not too complicated. Rubber? Too Were they harvesting right? rubber? From Yeah, rubber comes from trees, so. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. Were they harvesting it to get the tension in there? 
yes springs i didn't i didn't like i didn't like the crossbows but you like the ladders like, the ladders were cool the ladders yeah, was, was cool, cool but so i had to point at the ladders so i do have one thing in the movie so this is just a funny thing i picked out screams in movies when someone falls this is another thing mm-hmm. say there's one guy that gets the, shot with the a wilhelm scream the yeah. wilhelm scream yeah yeah same scream as star wars yep and indiana jones it's in like every movie yeah well this it's is like the third a, it's movie running movie it's in See, I didn't know that, and I was like, oh my god, there's a screen. And I literally paused the movie and went on my phone and looked up the IMDb for Star Wars, Indiana Jones, and this movie and tried to find similarities. And I couldn't, and I'm like, wow, I wasted 30 minutes. I could explain that if you want. So, so that what scream is, is it? I know this up. It's called the Wilhelm scream. It's like a Wilhelm. long, long running joke. I forget the original movie it's from. I think it's like some old Western movie. But that has just been like an inside joke. From, that's funny i like that yeah for like people yeah. for like guys to do like the sound that like the put so it wasn't actually the guy that fell that he the guy that fell didn't actually make that scream they put it in there no. after the fact but and so funny. no it is funny that's crazy. now now it like started like it would be in a couple movies but now like people almost look for an excuse to put that scream in movies because once yeah. you start noticing it it shows up in almost like every action movie a lot of comedy movies almost it's certain it's then return of the king Almost yep. certain, yeah. So when Sam dives in, it's gonna get pushed in. Yeah, yeah. Sam, end. Sam does it. Yeah, yeah. At the very end. That's best. great. That's that's the ending. It's just you <laughs> see him fall, and then the screen goes black. Like I've never seen. Spoiler alert for the uh, Sopranos. I think the last scene. Yeah. Goes mm-hmm. black apparently, which I've never seen the yeah. show once. But and then they go, "Mamma Mia," and the show ends. <laughs> it's a spigot. <laughs> No, Rob, you gotta make that same movie. thing. Sam falls. You don't know if that random eagle is gonna swoop in from the first movie and catch him. Right. And then you just hear it's black for a second, and you hear the scream, and it's like, oh, he died. But the ring's dead too. So oh, that'd be good. That's how I would end it. That's how I would. End <laughs> but they didn't pay me the big bucks when I was two years old. So Rob, side note. Yes. side note, make The Sopranos the next show you watch. You will love that show. That show's amazing, Jim. I'm like a one show a year guy, if that. Which I mean, right, well, New Year's I'm coming up. About it. We are yeah, nearing New Year's. Yeah, so <laughs> like two weeks. It's a good. It's a good winter show. It's a good winter show. It's it's very 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 good. Very funny. Getting gets psych, my though. stamp of approval. I I uh, we'll talk. We've it's had it's HBO. Days. You can't go wrong with. I know. I know, but it's it's so hard to watch. Like The Wire was so hard to watch. It, the episodes are a full hour, Jim. Yeah, that it's it does. Too no, no, long. That, that is a good point. Yeah, I it like took me psych is forty five minutes an episode, but like it's psych. You don't have to pay attention. You know yeah, what's going it's on. Like, it's the yeah, same. It's, it's the same episode yeah. every time. Yeah. I like that. Um. So anyway, back to the movie. So, um. Oh yeah, they're cooked. The orcs just got to the wall, and then. Orlando Bloom is counting his murders like a freshman counting his beers on his first night of the party. I thought that was a good way. <laughs> nice. 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 Yeah, I have, I've had six beers. I've killed six guys. That's that's a fun fact by me because that was funny. Um, Orlando Bloom, yeah, I just said that. And then why don't they just knock the ladders over and pick them off is what I'm wondering. 
they just kind of let them climb the ladders. I know the ladders are pretty heavy. They got all these axes. Why don't they just chop off the top of the thing so they can't actually get up to the wall? They can get almost there. But if you chop off the last, like, five feet of the ladder, they can't get to the wall. I feel like that would have been pretty easy. They got all these axes, but nobody thinks about that. Um, so, and then, this is the best. When the king just goes, is that all you can conjure, Saruman? As they're getting breached by the second, like, they're getting killed. Like, every two seconds, they're advancing another 50 feet. And they're like, oh, is this all you got? Like, dude. Yeah. This is like it's already, don't ask for more, pal. Like, yeah. This is this is like when a team's down thirty-eight to seven and they score a touchdown and they start celebrating. It's like no, you're getting killed. Like not great, Bob. Move not it great. on. Move it on, guy. <laughs> move it on. Move it along. Whatever. Um. So again, oh yeah, they're really cooked. They just blew up the drain, which we all knew was going to happen because they said, oh, their only weakness is the drain. They used to sign yeah. off the Mm-hmm. Wall that off, um, which I feel like was a pretty obvious, like, hey, we should probably seal off this open crevice in the wall on the ground level where all there is is a two inch metal piping to stop them. That was a pretty yeah. bad design. It was a design flaw. Very disappointing. Um, Legolas couldn't get that, that guy down. Yeah. It sticks him a few times, but. Yeah, that guy was a beast. He was just like he was not going down for anything. Yeah, he's like they're using bolt. They just like give the baton to the fastest guy. But I love when after the wall blows up, Gimli just dives down. Yeah, he's like like, jumps Mm -hmm. like a hundred feet down, and he's fine. But again, he landed in some water. He was fine. It was a Again, foot or two. Work, you know. So when Orc broke his fall, then he killed him, and then he kind of starts drowning a little bit. But he was supposed to be like rescuing Aragorn, but then Aragorn just has to end up rescuing him. So it's like totally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Classic, yeah. classic. So and then he dives, and the, so well, right before that happened, they're at the wall. The guys get up, they get up to the door, and there's just a good old fashioned Oklahoma drill at the gate where it's the men. Versus the battering ram, just bang, bashing heads. Yeah, they get like blown off, and they gotta like go back over, like go back and brace the door again. I always love that scene. That's just cool. Yeah, yeah. Really like they just keep real rebuilding the door every yeah. between each smash. They just hammer in some more wood and just keep going. It was great. But then the, the toss me. That's the great line. I'm not there yet. Oh, sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry, yet. sorry. I literally have. Toss me, Dash Gimli. <laughs> four notes away from there. So Orlando Bloom with the greatest athletic thing I've ever seen. So he's this guy's he surfs down the staircase on a shield. Tony Hall. Cool to see. And then he he kick flips off, pierces the guy's chest with the thing. This the bottom of the shield pierces goes right through the guy's chest. So that was sick. And then now we're back to the trees who were just like, eh, it's not our world. Like, it's not our battle. We don't have to worry about that. And so I thought that was dumb. The trees are just kind of like they're a wet pal. They're like <laughs> they don't do anything. They're just like, he's like, eh, eh, I don't have to worry about it. They're, they're lazy. Yeah, 
Yeah. I, like, you I guys know. should, when it's the first time in thousands of years that they're moving again, shouldn't they really move and not be too lazy not to? Like, it's one time every thousand years you get off and move around a little bit and they're lazy, but. So then Pippin gets mad and he's the same way. He's like, oh, well, we gave it our best shot. Let's go back, Mary. And Mary's like, well, I don't think we can really do that because there's no, our world's not going to be left when we get back. Mm-hmm. If we don't go help, so that was pretty cool. A fair point. And then this is another. This is another thing about the toss me. There's just this side door. That's very accessible. Nobody knows about it. It's just the side door. It's, yeah, well, it was not door. not accessible to the orcs. That was the it whole could thing. Have been pretty easily. Yeah, they're pretty they dumb. Scale they the wall. They can't out. go up a hill. True, uh, buddy. They made crossbows. All right. <laughs> fair. They, also they, fair. And ladders. They can. I think they got their slaves to make those. I don't think the orcs made the crossbows. It's a secret. Well, they don't know about it. Yeah. Yeah. It was elf magic. It, it's not important. So then Gimli says, "Toss me." I didn't really know what was happening there. I'm like, "Why does he want to be tossed? Is that where he wants to be tossed?" I didn't really know what was happening, but that's when they first start to make a stand. At least a little. You think they are when they toss them and they take over and start pushing back on the bridge, and then. This is one thing I don't like about this. Those Orlando Bloom, I'm assuming this is going to fall under this massive umbrella of, ah, it's elf magic. This is a thing in every action movie, except one series, which I'll get to. Does Orlando Bloom have unlimited bows? Like a limited bow and arrows? He has a bow and yeah. like bows yeah. he has. He goes it is very yeah, yeah. He never runs. It's always a seal. He, he has like four in there at a time in the back, yeah. but he's always stocked. Mm-hmm. The only movie I'll give credit, John Wick. They are always yep. aware of how much ammo. Yep. I know I texted the other group chat that John Wick is like, they count every bullet. Mm-hmm. And I really respect them. And that's why I like Robot. But so consistent reloading in that movie. It's every third scene is. Anyway, that was my reload impression. But so now the trees are in it because the, the trees got cut down, which again was a little bit of foreshadowing when Suriman said, ah, cut the trees. Or said, oh, those trees, like, yeah, get rid of them. Didn't do a good job. They cut like 20 of them down and really would have saved them quite the hassle. Um, so now I love when they wait until they're about to die like they push back all the soldiers it, that, now we're back to the crew in the fight with the orcs sorry they're they put they're like push back go inside try and stay in there and they're like oh is there another way out they're like yeah there is I don't know why they didn't think to use that before for like the women and children uh, is there yeah. another way out yes well why didn't we think of that I think they just like aren't totally sure it like works. Like I don't know, maybe it's an unreliable passage in the mountain or something. Yeah, they were like, like right in the middle of stalactites and stuff, so it could have been like this could probably not be very sturdy or maybe well dug out because the past the little room that all the women and children were in is like barely even like part of the castle or fortress. Yeah. It's like, it's more just a cave that they were just hanging out in. So then this is when the sun comes up and once you see the light come in and they say it's dawn, you're like, oh, it must be the fifth day. 
because yep. there's no real timetable. You just kind of yeah, assume. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, that scene in day. like He's... the throne room is dope. When it's like like Theoden is like down and out. He thinks it's over, and then mm-hmm. Aragorn is like gives a rousing speech, and then they all ride out. And they're like ride out with me for wrath, for ruin, for the red dawn. The part's awesome. It was that like the. Really uh, cool. It was like the intro of the Crunking Dead music video, where the guys like just getting revived. Oh, yeah. Twitter, he picks so. them up. Yeah, it's all on Twitter. All yeah, they pick them up. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll play the song when I pull it yeah, up. Yeah, so that yeah. happens. <laughs> yeah. What song are you talking about? I'll play. You'll know it once you hear it. Okay. And then you pick them up. All right, I'll, I'll have to find a tweet and send it to you. But yeah. so that's what that's it's a very very popular Twitter video. Okay, I haven't, <laughs> haven't gotten there yet. Um, Scroll six or so, Saturdays, you'll see it. Yeah. So Gandalf and Born out of nowhere. Um, then these trees. So then the trees decide to attack. These guys would be the number one draft pick off the board in any season of football. The, the They're ends? chucking. Oh, the yeah. <laughs> They're just chucking these boulders miles. I feel like that should be illegal, but that was kind of sick. And they were like, bowling. They were, they, they were extra pissed. you are? I am. <laughs> That's what creepier feeling. <laughs> they destroyed the tower. <laughs> that is right. I did it. God damn it! That is right. <laughs> Who do you think you are? I am. I am. <laughs> so that happens, and then Suriman can't believe his eyes. He's just looking out. He's like, "Wow, I really blew it here." He's feeling like and a little dope. Yeah. Again, he is Darth Vader, except the fact that he didn't do it on purpose. He didn't like give up on purpose. Yeah, he blew a three-one lead though, big time. Oh, three. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Tom Brady fumbling the uh, football. Yeah, Brandon Graham at the end of the yeah. Yes, good job, Jim. <laughs> Thanks. So again, you. they break the dam like Mad Max and other tie-in. Great job by me. Um. So Sam, Frodo again. Now we're back to Frodo and Sam again. This is kind of like the finishing wrapping up of their little excursion which we haven't seen them in a long time mm-hmm. they sam saves frodo you know, frodo almost dies he gives the ring up heals the ring up for the guy on the the dragon yeah. to come yeah. and get yeah. about to get him sam tackles him they fall down the stairs and frodo almost kills him puts a, puts the sword to his throat almost kills him doesn't i guess he comes to his senses right before he kills him and now we go back to the war, and it's absolutely preposterous that they, they won that war. No matter how many people came to help, there's no reason they should have won that war. Rob, you're underestimating how effective being on horseback is when you're, yeah. when you're on the ground. Which I don't understand. How is that effective? Yeah. Because so the, the background of that whole country is that, like, they're beasts on horses. Like, they're, like, they're cavalry is like unstoppable and i think like that was like the majority of their army that got banished so when they're coming back they're coming back with like a couple thousand like knights and they're charging downhill man they got momentum and they pretty much the sun comes over the hill and it blinds the works that part's awesome it's like that's a magic thing though that's like a 
Yeah. That's a magic. That's some Gandalf. I chalked that up. Yeah. I, I thought it was Gandalf was behind them. Yeah. But so I, because they had the sticks ready, and I don't know what, not a single horse has been harmed in the making of this film. Like, they're, excuse me, they're standing there with these spears sticking straight out. Horses got, coming right at them. They got blinded. They blinded and then they like, got, oh no. Got all, yeah, mixed up. The lack of coordination. They needed Brad Pitt in Troy to come very, and teach them some good. fundamentals. Yeah. Like just the phalanx, is that what it's called? Yeah. The, mm-hmm. Yeah. Phalanx. Well, they didn't have a phalanx because they have no shields. Yeah, they were doing the phalanx on the bridge, though, as they were going. They were. That's what I saw. Oh, right yeah, true, right true. Yeah, That's the only that's time they kind of like though. a phalanx. Yeah, shout out. Um, a little trivia question. Do you guys know what the Roman innovation to the phalanx was called? The manipole? Oh, nice. Tri- Sounds right. familiar. There you go. Yeah. Mr. Doctor, you probably mentioned it. I was going to call. I was going to say the Romax. The Romax. So, and then the... Boromir's brother lets them go, being then being uh, Frodo and Sam and Gollum. Didn't really mm-hmm. want to let Gollum go, but Frodo kind of makes them. And he, very abusive towards Gollum. It was kind of hard to watch. Just keeps choking them and throwing them against walls. It's a little rough to watch. But so they let them go. Where This was where I really liked Boromir's brother. Froromir, right? Faramir, yeah. Faramir. It's kind of like... Oh, I kind of like him now because he just said, screw the dad. I'm going to help these guys save it because – save the world because I don't need my dad's approval. And he basically wrote a death wish because he said – the guys were like – one of the soldiers said, you know the rules. You die if you let them go. And he said, well, looks like I'm going to die. So shout out to him for that. I don't know if he dies yet. You don't see him die. But I don't know if that's assumed or not or if he comes into the third movie at all, which, again, I think he could um, – and then this is a great scene at the very, very end where the trees, so they defeat Sormir. <laughs> where Sormir. You're missing up all of <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, you know talking the, about the white, the white guy. The white, the, uh, yeah, everyone's white, white in this movie. Sorry, no, no, like the white, uh, <laughs> the white the wizard. White wizard. <laughs> the former white, formerly known as the white wizard. Yeah. The wizard formerly known as white. But so he, uh, when they defeat him, the, all the foods there, the big foodies, the roast chicken floats by. That was a great little tie-in. I enjoyed that. You know, it looked more like a turkey, but I'm going to say it was a roast chicken just for the sake of tying in the beginning and the end of the movie. Um, I love how they're foodies. That was my note. They're hysterical. Love the scene where they find the kitchen. And then now they go back to Gollum, Sam, and, um, and Frodo, which was really – this is a setup, I think, really for the next movie – because this is the this is the last scene where um, they're back on their way, and then Gollum kind of sneaks away, and they show Gollum saying like, "I can kill them and take the ring." Yeah, like I should do that. And then he says one thing at the end, or we could let her do it. Mm-hmm. I don't know who her is. You have a prediction? I'm very excited to find who. Oh, am I supposed to know who her is? Ooh, uh, no, but like, do you have a like a guess? We're going to I mean, Mordor, so take that into account. So, just my last before I make a prediction, my last note is: so much happens in this movie, and we get absolutely nowhere. But 
We already talked about that a little bit. But so now we're going to go back. So who are the big women in this movie that are? It's not a character that we know. Just I'll say that. (laughs) But like, what do you think Gollum's plan is? Like, so I always knew. So I don't know Gollum's deal. Is he like always in a state of I'm going to try and get the ring? Because earlier when I thought that he pulled them back from the gates, I thought, oh my god, he's just going to try and get the ring. He's got his plan. But it sounds like he doesn't figure the plan out until after they leave. So you picked up on that, Rob. So I did. I'm smart. You remember if you remember the scene where like he's like almost like talking to himself the whole time? Yeah. Well, yeah, but there's one in particular. But there's basically like kind of a fight club situation going on here where he's kind of got like a split personality. Mm-hmm. So the way people usually refer to it is like there's Gollum, which is like the evil side of him. Mm-hmm. And then there's like Smeagol, which is like the nice side of him. Okay. So like sometimes when like Smeagol's out, like he's like he, he, he likes Frodo, like, he's actually trying to help him, and then, like, Gollum is, like, kind of the one that, like, actually is, like, taking control and is, like, very, like, sinister and, like, plotting. So well, You can tell because there's the scene earlier in the movie when they're together and he's, like, talking to himself. They show two different camera angles as if he's talking to yeah. in a mirror almost. That seems really know? good. Yeah. He's talking he's to something like, where you know that it's definitely he's like schizophrenic or whatever the equivalence that is you can tell by the movies portraying as two people again kind of like the fight club i like that correlation but you can tell that that's kind of what's going on that it's not it's not another goal i mean you know he's talking to himself but it is kind of we do yeah. this oh no we do this no but we like him no but we don't like all this stuff so yeah, I'm yeah. still kind of confused on Gollum's. Uh... And kind of what happened was like in that scene, he's like, go away and never come back. So he's like trying to like get rid of like the bad part of him. But then when like at the scene of like the at the waterfall, when Frodo like lures him like away from the water and then the rangers like grab him and like beat, beat the shit out of him. Then like Gollum comes back and he's like, all right, well, like I, I need you, you need me to help like protect you. So like now I'm back. And now like that's what kind of sets off like he no longer really trusts like Frodo that much because of that. So it kind of sets the rest of their relationship in motion. Got it. Yeah, I'm so do we know? It. Do we know if he knew, or should I know? Not do we know, because you guys don't know. But should I know if he was plotting the whole time? I think you can when they when he that, pulls like... them back, when he pulls them back from the gate, when they're about to make a break for it, mm-hmm. should I know right now after watching the rest of the movie that that was on purpose to take the ring? So I, I think right he did that because he knows that if Frodo made that mad dash towards the gate, that Frodo was going to get captured and the ring was going to fall into Sauron's hands, which Gollum does not want. Gollum wants the ring. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was kind of a little bit of both. Where I think Smeagol, like the Smeagol part of him was like, you do that, like you're going to die. And like the Gollum part of him was like, you're going to give him the ring. Like, don't do that. Like, mm-hmm. just don't mm-hmm. So, got it. Yeah. Yeah, it does seem like a dumb plan to run into the walls with never thousands and thousands of soldiers. Yeah, like what do you? Yeah, what have been done? This this movie doesn't seem like a big sneak around kind of movie. So it seems very we have yeah. a plan, we're going to try and do it. 
It's imp always important to remember. It's not going to work, but we're going to figure it out. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. It's important to remember that the ring, like, wants to be back in Sauron's hands. Like, the ring is mm -hmm. sort of, like, setting things into motion. So, like, the ring could have been calling Frodo to do that, to, like, run towards the gate, because the ring knows that it would go back to Sauron. Okay. I get that. So, what about... Which also explains the scene at Osgiliath with the when Sam like save tackles Frodo, like mm -hmm. when Frodo's like holding up the ring to the Nazgul. So, what am I missing? Do you think, or anything that I sh should know that we haven't mentioned that I might not know? Anything that I should know going into the third movie that like I should know but has that I don't. You're pretty much all caught up. Like you're, you're. Yeah. I think you caught on to everything. Like the yeah. most important thing to pay attention to, I think, is Gollum and the Sam. names. Yeah, the names. Yeah. I think you got that. Like Faramir and like the guys in like the hoods were like also part part of Gondor, mm -hmm. where like where Boromir was from and where like Aragorn kind of has like some ties, because they're that they're going to be important in like the third movie. Like in this second movie, like Rohan, is like kind of in the focus here but the third movie is like a lot more gondor so and middle earth is the entire land thing. so what do you think about the helm's deep battle overall because i honestly think it's like top tier one of the best movie battle scenes of all time i thought it was very well done obviously there's some strategical mishaps that i would have fixed but overall I thought it was awesome. I've never seen Braveheart. Seems like something I should have, but if I had to guess, uh, going to prep for four years and knowing the Braveheart speech, I assume that that's what was happening. But that's most movies I've seen where there's a big underdog in a battle, it's always they almost win and then they don't. And it's the first time that the final push was made by the underdog. In terms of battles, like I think that it was, you know, they were, I thought they were cooked. And they should have been cooked. They were literally getting broken in. Last wall was really one gate of defense. And then the horse people just came about. They're like, oh, the fifth day, guess who? I thought that was good. Um, I also thought. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought you weren't going to like Gandalf for some reason. I thought you were going to be mad that they brought him back. Well, I'm a big... So he's a wizard, so I'm not mad about it. If it was Boromir, yeah, I would be pretty upset. Makes because sense. He's a human or not, whatever he is, he, he's dead. Once you die, you die. He died. Gandalf, I'm like, oh, I should have saw that coming. I didn't watch him die. I should have saw that coming. I wasn't, I'm very happy he's back. I also don't know why they put him on the cover of this movie if I'm supposed to think he's dead. That's another thing. It's because by this point, everyone that's going to watch these movies, except for you, has probably already seen them. Yeah. So I don't think they're really worried about spoilers. At some point, like, they're not worried about spoilers. I doubt he was on, like, the movie poster, like, while it was in theaters. Yeah. Um, okay, this is just a little change. He's probably on, like, DVD one or whatever. Yep. But that's after the fact.
Okay, that's fair. That, that makes sense. Um, hmm. What else? Yeah, Predictions for the third. Do you think they're successful? Do you think the ring gets destroyed? Ooh, so that's actually a very good place of place to start. So hmm. I think Do you think the, any other like members of the fellowship die? The, just to start with the first question question about the ring. The ring has all the momentum in the world. Mm -hmm. They stop the ring's momentum. Um, I don't know how they're gonna do that, but the ring will do what it wants and it has the momentum by a lot so that concerns me but I don't know if that's going to flip I think they already re they already used the sand tackles Frodo so I don't think they're going to use that again that also seemed like the last time Sam can save him because I feel like that was as close as Frodo was going to get to death in such a minor way where Sam, like Sam can't save him from um, Sauron. He can't. He just, I just don't think he can. I don't think he's powerful enough. I think he's just some guy. Whereas that ghost eagle guy, like a dragon, yeah, he tackled him and got him out of the way. He just had to do a little tackling, keep the head up, wrap around the around the hips, and he was good. But I don't think I don't think Sam can save him. I think Sam can go with him and try and help him make the right decisions, but I don't think Sam can save him anymore. Is that guy? I think Frodo kills Sam. Whoa. Whoa. Old prediction. <laughs> oh, I didn't write predictions down. It's just off the top of my head. Now I'm thinking about it. I know he almost killed Sam. He's he's, pro he's progressively gotten more and more hostile towards Sam in individual, like in small isolated parts. For the most part, he's pretty good to Sam and treats him nicely and whatnot, like they're friends, but at the very end, the last scene where they're talking and they make up and they're friends again, I think that's the last time that happens. I think either he kills Sam and realizes it right away, and that's when he... So I think it's going to come down to killing Sam. Does he, A, does Frodo... I think Frodo kills Sam, and A, does he realize it and that's when he gets locked in on killing the ring or whatever, killing Sauron and destroying the ring. Or two, he doesn't feel it. And mm. he's, he's fully heel turned. What do you think happens to Gollum? Because he's got this plan, right? This is what I'm very... I have no clue. I don't want to just throw a guess out there, but... You don't have to. If the ring's not destroyed, I think he ends with the ring. Okay. But yeah, I, I, there is a gif that I've seen in lives past. Don't tell me if I'm right, but I feel like there's a thing of Gollum holding the ring up, like, oh my god, I got it. I don't mm -hmm. know if that happens or not, but I feel like I've seen that picture. I don't know if I recreated it in my head, but I think there's a picture of Gollum holding the ring up, like, oh my god. So, I think Gollum, but I've never seen him with the ring on. Maybe he gets it. He's like, oh my god, I'm going to do it. And then someone takes it. And when Sar uh, Sauron, once he puts the ring on, is that... Well, Sauron is not like a physical being right now. Well, if he becomes a being and once he gets the finger, 
they're one snap finger. Once he gets the ring, is that's it. I know you're pretty much done, though. Yeah. Yeah, not much to do at that point. Okay, so he's not going to get the ring. At least. I don't know any other characters that I should predict. Um, no, I mean it is hard to predict what you think's going to happen, but third movie is very, like, very grand. Like, lots of large, like, things happen. It's a big finale, yeah. Yeah, sure. pretty it's epic a big movie. shebang. Mm-hmm. I, I saw the Weiss uh, Camera Podcast website, and they had their top ten movies. Both of these two, the second and third, were in the top ten. So it was like, a little, a, like, of all time? Or... Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah, that's kind of the website. Somebody told me about it, so I go to that for my because I think they rank more on how much I enjoy this than strictly how great of a film was this. Yeah. Because I don't watch movies for films; I watch them for entertainment. I think that's one and the same, but we don't need uh, to argue about that. That's very different today. I think. Um, well, I mean, the the Return of the King. I think is either has the record or is tied, or at least it, if it's not anymore, it was for a long time for the most Oscar wins. Yeah, it has it, the record. It still has it. Still has it. Yeah. because it has all like the CGI awards too. Yeah, like all like the practical. But it did win Best Picture, so. Yeah, I think Keep that in mind. what happened was like, I think they kind of saved it all. Like, I think they a lot maybe they were viewing like the whole trilogy as like one work, and they. Like, cause the the, uh, the other movie, the first one and the second one, they won like some awards here and there, but like not to the extent that the third one did. And I don't even know that the third one is like so much better. I think that's just like, all right, like here we have the finale of this series, and yeah. now like we're gonna almost view it like in that sense as like a work as a whole, cause it kind of is. I mean, they made it all at once, so it cleaned up at the Oscars. Like I think it won, I think eleven out of the twelve categories it was nominated for. Yeah, something crazy. So you know, like best picture, best directing, like any like art, costume, costume, down. Yeah, I, like I should yeah. watch this on a plane. I I don't think this movie's plane worthy. It's yeah, you need a, a decent screen for it. I, okay, um, I watch, I have even though the CGI is outdated, but I have a large screen in my basement. I might just cool. Yeah, that that's a good place to watch it. Yeah. Something we haven't talked about, but. It's one best soundtrack as well. The sound, the the score in this movie is like the bomb. So good. Oh, it's phenomenal. So good. What do you? Doesn't have the sing it, Ryan. The SEC on CBS music. For the rings, my predictions. So my predictions last time were Sam dives into the 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 dune. The Mountain of Doom and ends it all. I don't think so. I think the ring is too powerful for Sam. I don't think Sam can do anything. I'm very curious what the two kids or whatever they are. The they're hobbits. Sam and uh, Mary and Pippin. Mary and Pippin. I don't know if they're gonna like link up with everybody or they're just kind of gonna end up there and meet each they're other. They're just vibing. Oh my god, there you are. Oh, that's you. Kind of thing. I feel again. I feel like this movie doesn't happen like that i hope the fellowship gets back together again one thing i did pick up in this movie was when boromir's brother whatever his name is kidnaps or whatever's takes um frodo and sam and he says who they are they're like we left with nine one of us died he's referring to 
Gandalf Boromir, and then that's where we find that Boromir died. I forgot about that, but so that was interesting. But uh, yeah, I'm curious to see how they go about recovering them. Like, are the trees going to play a bigger role than they are now? Probably they have to. You think the trees get the ring? The trees turn evil. Trees turn good. The trees have always been good. I don't think that. No, they. But then they fight the battle anyway. Because it becomes the they battle. They were pissed. The trees. True. It wasn't the battle until it was. Yeah, it seems like you liked the movie, so that's good. Very disappointed that you're anti-Ent. I don't like that. I think the Ents are pretty universally liked. Yeah, that's like I think that they're just that's my favorite part of the whole trilogy is like that and the Balrog are like my two favorite scenes. Yeah, those are the two things you didn't like. Very <laughs> <Okay. laughs> on brand for Rob. I I just think that when it comes to film, you can't chalk everything up to elf magic. Chalk one up for elf magic. There's just so much that happens and there's no explanation to it. We just chalk the it trees up. aren't elf magic. It's just like I mean, same with the Balrog and the orcs being born. Like it's just like it's not all elf magic. Is just one kind of magic. There's lots of magic in the world. It's just a fantasy realm. It's just kind of you yeah. just kind of got to. Happening, you're like ah, oh, cue that one up. That was magic. Good job, magic. Well, yeah, because that's just how fan. That's a big part of fantasy that you just kind of have to go with the flow of it. I mean, Star Wars just says everything is the Force. Like all these yeah. movies have dumb, arbitrary no, things. You have to be a Jedi. Have force, right? No, anyone can Forest use the Seth. force. Well, okay. More, well, some people are more sensitive to it than others. Well, okay, well, before I Star Wars, the force, there has to be somebody doing the forcing. Stuff just doesn't float, and you're like, ah, somebody doing the force. Like, in this, stuff happens, you're like, ah, magic. Like, who did the magic? Who cast the spell? Well, that's um, just. The Valar oh. did the, like, angelic beings that are not explained in this series. Well, that's also like just one understanding of magic. Like that's almost like coming from it. Like almost like everything belongs like wizard rules, where like someone has to do the magic. Like say a spell, wave a wand or a staff. Like magic can work in a lot of different ways. Magic is just kind of like a big catch-all word to explain anything that is not familiar to our universe, like the normal universe. So thanks for listening to Cinematic Saturdays Part Two. Uh, we need a name for this. This was the fellowship of the pod, the last one. So this could be uh, the two takes, the two pod, the second pod. Oh. Yeah, the second pod will be a natural fit, but it's not great. So we'll 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 discuss. There will be some banter, but uh, again, thanks for listening to Six or Saturdays. All two of you that stuck around, or at least fast forward to the end, see what the last ten minutes were, but. Uh, Yeah, thanks for listening, and we'll see you for the finale. See you.